0: Welcome back to the Coaches Rising podcast. This is episode number 26. And in today's podcast, we're going to be exploring a model of different states of consciousness that we can coach from. And I love this model. It's introduced to me by Jim Dethmer, who's the guest on today's podcast. And he got it from Michael Beckwith. So props to him. People often come to coaching because they want to be empowered. Uh, They may feel like they don't have control over something they want to create in their lives. And they find a great coach and they learn to create what they want. And that's beautiful. And I've seen it time and time again where as people gain mastery over creating what they want, they still feel like something's missing. And they might even notice that this quest for mastery is driven by the need to control their lives. And so we're going to explore what happens if we get to that place. We're going to explore this model to me, by me, through me, as me. And in particular, this through me consciousness. What is it? How do we access it? What benefits does that bring? And how can we access it in our coaching? So that's what we're going to explore today with Jim. Jim is the co-founder of the Conscious Leadership Group and the author of the highly acclaimed 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. And he's also a key faculty member on our online training program for coaches called coaching from source which is all about how do you coach from this through me consciousness enrollment for that is now open and you can find out more by heading to coachesrising.com forward slash coaching from source and i'll be back at the end to tell you more about that so let's dive straight in hello jim great to be with (laughs) you again today how's things with you today
1: Oh, fantastic, Joel, and great to be with you. Um, mm. Really, I feel delighted being in this conversation with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. We always have fun, don't we?
1: We do. <laughs> let's hope let's help we do it's this I unarguable. Time. <laughs> We're committed to having fun. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so we are going to be exploring one of my favorite topics, which is this idea of coaching from source. So we've got about 45 minutes, 40 minutes to do that. And just to set a little bit of context, and then I want to you know dive in and, and begin to ask you some questions. We've got this this offering coming up, coaching from source, and it's really about this place that we can access as coaches, where I think a lot of the magic can happen, and it's a place beyond our, our training and tools as coaches which are all really you know important things for coaches but it's a place where we we dare to surrender and and let go of the training and the tools which can in some way maybe dampen down on the possibility of the real magic happening so that's what i want to explore with you today this place because I, initially the idea to create this offering came from speaking with you and many other master coaches who who pointed to this space you know as where your genius level coaching really came online. So I thought it would be interesting to begin by, because you, you you kind of shared with me this really beautiful model. And we have um, explored that a little bit in our last conversation. But I think it's so important that that for our conversation today, let's start by defining this model that you have, to me, by me, through me, as me, and how, for you, coaching from source fits in with that.
1: Okay, beautiful. Uh, First, I want to give credit. We actually got the model from Michael Bernard Beckwith, Mm. um, who I think brings such beautiful things into the world. In fairness to him, we've greatly amended and adapted it, but the original source material came from him, the to me, by me, through me, as me. And I like it that, you know, it points at four states of consciousness. And we like to differentiate those from four stages of consciousness. Stages, you know, are developmental, like you move from, uh, you know, infancy to toddlerhood to adolescence, and everybody, by and large, goes through those developmental stages. States of consciousness are different in that you move in and out of them. So they're best illustrated with like the awake state, the dream state, and the dreamless state, which most of us move in and out of those states of consciousness in any given 24-hour period. So to me, by me, through me, and as me are states of consciousness, or let's apply it directly, states of coaching that we move in and out of. And quite frankly, you might move in and out of these four states of consciousness in one coaching session. So what we advocate is simply being aware of these four states of consciousness, developing the capacity to notice which state I'm coaching from, and then if I'm interested and willing to shift my state of consciousness. So that's the first frame I want to put out. These are states, not stages. You don't I imagine it could happen, but you don't eventually get to where you're only Living constantly in Asmi consciousness, or only coaching from Asmi, well, you know you'll drift into the other states as well. So, let me just say that to get going. Then I'm happy to kind of detail what the four states are uh, as we explore what it means to coach from source. Anything come up for you as I just say the difference between states and stages and the frame we, a little bit?
0: Um, yeah, ju- just I guess you'll speak to this, but maybe they. What I like about that is maybe it acknowledges the value that each one of them may bring uh, you know and that there might be a, um, an appropriate kind of state to, to for each moment
1: that's exactly right um, what What often happens when people first get exposed to this model or a model like it is that it's the natural condition that they decide they, they're good coaches if they're coaching in through me and as me, and they're bad coaches if they're into me or by me. So it becomes this aspirational overlay that just allows our harsh inner critic to beat us up when we think we're not doing it right. And in my experience, that actually takes us completely out of presence. So again, in our world, it's not about being in one state of consciousness when you're with a client over another. It's about noticing what state of consciousness you're in and then bringing loving compassion to whatever state of consciousness you're in. Uh, so that's, that's the game. And, and to your point, I think all four states have benefit and use. So let's dive in. The to me consciousness is basically that. You believe that life or this particular moment, this particular coaching engagement, is happening to you. So it's a victim consciousness. It's like something out there. This is the key. Something out there. We sometimes I refer to it as out thereness. Something out there is the cause of my experience. So, you know, in psychology, we call it the locus of control. The locus of control is outside of me. So, in very simple terms, if my coaching client uh, isn't happy with the coaching I'm doing and they're getting upset, and then I make myself scared or defensive or angry or, uh, you know, I upset myself because what's happening outside of me is the cause of my experience. In other words, I'd be happy if the client was getting it, or I'd be happy if the client was appreciating me more. At that point, I've outsourced, I've outsourced my sense of well-being, so I'm in to me, life is happening to me. And my experience is that many of us coach from that consciousness periodically to regularly. And when I'm coaching from that consciousness, the coaching is occurring on the Kartman Triangle. Stephen Kartman invented that famous triangle, victim, villain, hero, or sometimes it was called rescuer, reliever, persecutor. But the three bases are basically the way the relationship is occurring. Somebody's a victim at the effect of. Somebody is a villain or something is a villain that's upsetting the victim. And then somebody's a hero. And many coaching relationships operate off of that triangle in the to me space. So the client comes and they're in the victim space. And they're at the effect of a person, a circumstance or a condition that is the villain in their life that's upsetting them. And they're wanting to enroll the coach as hero, as reliever, as the one who's going to help them and in my experience, that's where much of coaching occurs. And the deal is that trial can flip very quickly. I can move from being the hero as the coach to being the victim. Like I said, if I feel my client isn't getting it or if my client gets upset with me or if I believe that I'm at the effects financially of whether or not I have enough uh, clients to pay me. Uh, there's all kinds of ways I can get into me, victim consciousness. So that's the first square
0: to me. Can and I just again, ask you a question? Yeah. Yes. Because you said that each one has a use and, um, you know, I, I can see quite clearly how by me, through me, as me could, you know, have, have really positive qualities, but this to me, could you speak to what, where maybe that has a function or a, a use? Because it seems like, Absolutely. you know, it's, it's kind of quite disempowered.
1: Yes, yes. Well, let, here, let me identify some of the benefits that we individually and our ego gets out of being into me. First of all, and almost most importantly, it's familiar. Hmm. Now, most of us live our lives in victim consciousness. Think about it, like... Uh, I'm up here in northern Michigan where I spend my summer, and um, today I was planning to go out and play some golf with some friends, and it's raining and thunderstorms, and it would be very easy for me to feel like I'm at the effect of the weather, and the weather is upsetting me, or I got a call from a friend this morning, uh, and they were telling me about a mutual friend who's got fourth stage liver cancer, and I could have an experience of being at the effect of the disease. So life becomes hard. Life becomes, you know, some days it's a good day. If it's sunny, I'm happy. If it's raining, I'm sad. Uh, that's the familiar consciousness that most people live in most of the time. So one of the benefits of being in To me is it's familiar. Now, <laughs> it's easy to dismiss that, but in fairness to all of us, our psychologies like the familiar. We like that which we're used to. So if I live most of my time in victim consciousness, which a lot of people do, and by the way, my theory is that most of the clients who come to you as a coach will come from victim consciousness. They will believe they're coming to you to solve the apparent problem they believe they have that is wrecking their life. (laughs) Mm. and they're in that familiar consciousness. So I like to honor that our psychologies don't like dissonance. They don't like newness. They don't like moving out of the familiar into the unfamiliar. As you begin to move from to me to by me and from by me to through me, and especially as me, coaching from source, you're literally living moment to moment in the totally unpredictable and unfamiliar which once you've played in those spaces for a while that becomes very exciting but when you first go into those places it can be quite terrifying mm-hmm. can you actually trust that source will show up in this now moment or is it easier to retract into the familiar so that's one of the benefits of staying in to me i get to stay in the familiar another benefit of staying in to me it, we've learned over the years of coaching from this place is that when people stay in to me or in victim consciousness, they're actually avoiding feeling some core feelings that they're terrified to feel. Now that doesn't mean that they're not feeling feelings, like the client will come to you and let's say they're feeling uh, sad about something going on in their life. So they're presenting with sadness. But because they're in that to me box, they're using the familiar pattern of this relational dynamic to support them to feel sadness, which they're comfortable feeling, but they're terrified to feel their anger. So what they're getting to avoid is the anger that's underneath the sadness. Or somebody comes and they're willing to feel their fear, they can feel that into me, but they're unwilling to feel their broken heart. So what you find is that when you stay into me and you support clients to stay into me, they get to stay avoiding feelings that would be undoing to them. And I respect that. I respect that in my clients. I think that there's often for them a time when they need, in air quotes, to avoid a certain feeling because they're not yet able to feel that feeling in a way that's friendly to them. Mm -hmm. So one of the benefits of staying in to me is I get to stay in the familiar. Another is I get to avoid um, feelings that i don 't yet know how to navigate, I get to stay safe. Yeah. Another benefit of staying in to Me is I get to be right. What you find is that when you 're in Tumi, when you 're coaching from to Me or when you 're living from to Me, the ego gets to be right about the way it sees the world there's very life is black and white it 's either or there 's very little um, capacity to live with polarity. That shows up more in the other states of consciousness. And again, I think for many people, their attachment to being right is deeply understandable, especially when they're contracted in fear, they attach to being right. So I say all that, Joel, just to say, I wanna be gentle with myself. It makes sense to me when I'm into me. I like the familiar, I wanna avoid certain feelings that feel tremendously scary to me, or my ego is still in that moment, very attached to proving that I'm right. Mm-hmm. So I want to just kind of lovingly say to that one in me who's stuck into me or who's coaching from to me, it's okay. It's okay. The consciousness is just contracted. And the reason is, <laughs> if I judge myself for coaching from to me, then I just contract further. You know, the antidote to a contracted consciousness is always love and acceptance. Mm. And if instead of loving, accepting myself and my client for being contracted, if instead I judge myself, then I just go further into the contraction. Mm. So that's why I wanna be gentle with myself and coaches that I mentor and clients when we're into me, when we're in victim consciousness. I just wanna give it a little bit of loving compassion. Mm.
0: I've got so many questions bubbling up. Maybe we can um, define by me, through me, as me, and then, yeah, and then take it from there.
1: Great. So when I move over into the by me state of consciousness, the big shift is I've moved from victim consciousness to what we call creator consciousness. And the gateway from to me to by me is the choice, and it's always a choice, to take responsibility we call it taking 100% responsibility. Not more than 100%, that's overfunctioning. Not less than 100%, that's underfunctioning. But taking responsibility for being the creator of my life. Now, that moves me into by me, so now life is happening by me. And by the way, if I apply this to the coaching model, a lot of times the expertise that we gain with a system, most of us have a system for coaching, is part of that buy me experience. You know, a lot of coaches, before they got trained, before they got skilled, were just people helpers, and good listeners, and they had big empathic uh, connectability, many of them are empaths. And they would help their friends, you know, they would coach without a technology, their friends, and that served them really well. But then as they continued on the journey, they thought, you know, it would probably be good if I went out and learned some techniques, uh, learn to process, learn to system. And that's actually often what happens as you move from to me to by me. In by me, you start to learn, you know, there are some principles that kind of govern the universe. And if I learn those principles and develop mastery of those principles, then I can start to be the creator of my life. You see this like when I'm coaching couples around their relationship oftentimes they show up in the to me space. You know, they're at the effect of the relationship or they're at the effect of what their significant other is doing or not doing. And they just want to get in the drama triangle and kind of fight it out and prove they're right and prove the other person is wrong. That's the normal stuck relational pattern. And then as they start to take responsibility for their relationship, first of all, they say, the cause of my upset is not my partner and what they're doing or not doing. The cause of my upset is how I'm responding to my partner. Now they're moving that locus of control to the inside. So they start to see that my well-being, my sense of peace, my sense of uncaused joy isn't you know, isn't created by what my partner does or doesn't do. It's me and how I'm being with what's showing up in life. So now they're moving to, to buy me. I'm the creator of my experience. Then they say, well, you know, there are certain principles that govern, let's say, intimate relationships, like, you know, intimate relationships work well when I choose appreciation over entitlement and resentment. Intimate relationships work well when I choose to feel my feelings and support my partner to feel theirs. Intimate relationships work well when I choose to reveal and not conceal to move towards vulnerability and transparency. Those become principles. And then I I get interested in mastering living from those principles. So I've taken responsibility for being the creator of my experience. That doesn't mean that life doesn't happen. Life happens. But I choose to take responsibility. I become the creator of my experience. And I develop a set of principles or capacities that make me highly skillful at creating what I want in life. So the coach does the same thing. They develop a system, a set of techniques, a process. We all have it. It's wonderful. And as I develop mastery of that, especially when I add to that, my clients don't upset me. My lack of clients doesn't upset me. I'm upsetting myself. And then they get real curious about in order to upset myself or to anger myself or to scare myself. What do I have to believe? How do I have to see the world? And now they start to deconstruct the mind and they start to see how it's not the circumstances of life that are affecting them, but how the mind is being with the circumstances of life. This becomes. Incredibly empowering. As people move from To Me to Buy Me, they become much more empowered. And by the way, in my world, you can't coach clients to move from To Me to Buy Me unless you know how to live in Buy Me. <laughs> We're going to say the same thing about Through Me and As Me. You can't coach clients to live in those other states of consciousness unless you know how to live in those states of consciousness. So the Buy Me space is I'm the creator. I'm taking responsibility for every aspect of my life. So now instead of saying, Joel, I'm angry because you're doing such and such, or you're pissing me off or something like that. That's a to me statement. Causation is outside of me. From by me, I say, Joel, I'm angering myself. And then I can get curious, how am I angering myself? what do I have to believe in order to make myself angry? Or what do I have to believe in order to experience scarcity in the world? I start to see that causation is inside of me. That's the buy me space. And obviously the benefits of that are tremendous empowerment. And I get much more interested in learning than being right. I get open to moving into the unfamiliar, into the unknown. And I start to experience a little bit of the wonder that comes when I let go of my egoic attachment to stay in the familiar. And I start to get interested in this unknown space, which is at one and the same time, scary and exciting. So those are some of the benefits as I start to move into the to me space, into the by me space of consciousness.
0: Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. um, And I imagine that unknown becoming open to the unknown is also connected to through me as well.
1: That's right. So now let's move from by me into through me. And by the way, the gateway from to me to by me is responsibility. That's what I learned to take. And the gateway from by me to through me is surrender. So here's what happens. After you've started to hang out in By Me for a period of time, whether it's in your own personal life or your relationships at work or your intimate relationships or in your coaching practice, you start to see that you're the source of your experience and you're creating wonderful things. For many people, after a while, you come to this place where you say, is there something going on in my life, in the world? And now the words will fail us here, but I'll just use some and we can explore them. Is there something going on in my life, in my world, bigger than me or other than me or in addition to me? You see, when I'm in to me, the me is huge and it's contracted in a contracted consciousness. When I'm in by me, the me is still huge because it's about living as an empowered being who's creating the life that I want. I set goals, I move with intentionality, I learn how to manifest the life that I want, all of which is fabulous. It's actually essential to master that set of skills. And then many of us, and I know you've done this, Joel, this has been part of your journey, you go, is there something going on in the world other than me? (laughs) My relationships, my work, my coaching practice, my house. And most people, if they start to develop the practices of curiosity and wonder, if they start to slow down and get still, if they start to develop things like a meditation practice or a yoga practice or some practice where they start to move more and more into stillness and silence and even solitude, they start to experience there's something else going on here. Now, at that point, again, words fail us. Is that something else God? Is it spirit? Is it oneness? Is it the creation? Is it um, energy? Is it the quantum field? Is there something other than me that is up to something? That's the question. Most people, when they do that exploration, come to a pretty quick conclusion that there is. Now, what if that other, now here's where you go in the exploration, what if that other is up to something? What if it's just up to uh, evolving into its highest and best self? What if it's up to love? What if it's up to the transformation of the consciousness of the planet? So is there something else and is it up to something? <laughs> we, we could spend weeks, Joel. Exploring those two questions. Is there something else and is it up for something? Through me presupposes that the answer to both of those is yes. Hmm. So through me, I now get less interest. I've, I've mastered the ability in me to create. I've mastered it. I can create the amount of money I want. I can create the relationships I want. I can create the coaching practice I want. I've developed the ability to be a creator of my life. Got it. But now in through me, I go... I'm interested to know if there's something that wants to happen through me. Does love want to do something in the world through me? So now I move from being the creator. I move from victimhood to creator. And now I move from creator to channel or conduit. So now the question in life isn't what do I want? That's the question of the by me mindset. Now the question is from a place of quiet, what wants to happen through me? Now, the reason the gateway is surrender is because it's a letting go. And it's really funny, Joel, as I watch people move from victimhood consciousness, totally at the effect of the world, into creator consciousness by me, they feel this great sense of empowerment, like holy mud, I can really create what I want to create in my life. Now they come to through me and they go, you know, I just became a creator of my life. Now you're telling me to let go? Mm. Mm. (laughs) And of course, it's the highest state of empowerment to let go Mm. and to start to flow with what it is that's happening in the world that is other than you. You know, a lot of times when we teach this, I illustrate it with sports because it really does work. if People can relate to it. It works in any sport, but snow skiing is a great example. When somebody begins as a snow skier, they start out in to me consciousness. You know, they strap these boards on their feet. The boots are uncomfortable. It's cold. They ride this chairlift up to the top of the mountain, and now, you know, they start to point their skis downhill, and their entire body is tense. They're in reactivity. To the mountain, to the equipment, to the experience. They're victims at the effect of the experience. Now, they might have moments where that's exhilarating, but they're still at the effect of it. And then somebody says to them, hey, you know, you could get an instructor. And an instructor could teach you some of the principles of snow skiing, like that there's a fall line and your skis have edges, and where you put your weight determines how effective. And so they go take a lesson. At the end of the lesson, they've started to move from to me, being victims at the effective ski to buy me, all of a sudden, they're starting to feel like they're empowered, like they're in control. Like, wow, well, if I put the weight on the inside edge of my downhill ski, and then right at this moment, I transfer, I unweight and reweight, I can turn. And boom, 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 boom. boom. Now, you talk to that person a little bit later, and they're exhilarated by the empowerment of moving from being at the effect of skiing to being the creator of their skiing experience. Everybody understands that. Through me happened and all athletes talk about this. By the way, so do most musicians, so do most artists. They talk about an experience where they stopped thinking about the principles and all of a sudden they had the experience that they were being skied. The artist says, The muse was speaking through me. It's not that the artist doesn't have mastery of their brush techniques or the musician doesn't have mastery of scales. It's all of a sudden, all of that stuff that you get to be expert at in by me recedes. For the coach, it's not that you still don't have a methodology or a technique. You do, but it recedes. It goes into the background. And now you're there with your client in this state of surrendered wonderment saying, what wants to happen through me and through us in this moment? Mm. And so instead of a directional creator experience of by me, it's this listening experience. So the key to coaching from through me, or and now we're moving to coaching from source, is through me and ask me. Now I'm listening. I'm surrendered to what wants to happen, and I've cultivated deep listening. I can listen to me. I can listen to my client. I can listen to the relationship and I can listen to, you get to fill in the blank, spirit, oneness, the creation, God, love. I can listen and follow. By the way, the last thing I'd say is um, the more we teach through me leadership in the world, this surrender is not a gentle thing. When you first learn to surrender, everybody thinks, okay, I'll just surrender. For most of us, the surrender experience, and there have been, you know, volumes written in the spiritual traditions about surrender. For most people, surrender is a kicking and screaming experience. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying at some point until it becomes friendly and easeful and joyful. So that's the through me experience. There's something other Going on, and it is up to something, and I'm going to choose moment by moment by moment by moment to surrender to it and listen to it and follow its promptings, its whispers, its little nudges. And you can live your whole life this way instead of getting up and looking at your calendar and go, What am I going to do today? By the way, you can look at your calendar from to me, I'm a victim at the effect of my schedule, and I'm going to whine, bitch, moan, and complain about it. Or you can look at your calendar from by me, and you can say, my calendar is a reflection of me as creator and what I'm going to create today, which is beautiful. And you can get up in the morning and say, I do have a calendar. Like I had an appointment to talk to Joel today. and Joel had an appointment to talk to Jim. But then you could listen and say, what wants to happen through me today that might be beyond or instead of my calendar? What does it mean to follow? And to me, starting to live in that space is truly the great adventure. You live in a fairly constant state of wonder. True wonder. Awe is a good word to describe it. Awe. Mm. So that's the through me space. <laughs> that's really now we're moving into coaching from source. And then as me, it should, it should, just, it should be as it. <laughs> uh, because the me drops out altogether. So now we're really... In through me, there's still a me that is the conduit, that is the channel through which love is making itself manifest in the world. There's still a me. The me is shrinking. It's rather dense and constricted in to me. It's more expanded and powerful in by me. It's softening and becoming transparent in through me, and it's gone in as me or as it. Now, I really... not as a belief. You know, most people come to non-duality as a belief. It's not a belief. Well, that's fine. It's not a cognitive construct. It's an actual direct experience that there is no me and there is no you. I say to people who want to explore this, there there are no problems and there is no you to have a problem. Hmm. So now that's a totally different world. And when we get over there, we have to explore the question of, what does coaching even look like there? (laughs) Can you find the coach and can you find the client? And I mean this as a direct experience in the now moment, what do relationships even look like? So when we talk about coaching from source and what we're exploring, you and me, and, and we'll be exploring is really through me coaching more than as me coaching, that would be a whole different conversation.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I do think that, you know, meditating or going to a spiritual teacher and learning to, uh, you know, open as this, as me space, this non-dual space perhaps can actually then make the, 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 you know, the shift into through me easier because you're also, you know, you're familiarizing yourself with this kind of, um, field of, uh, pure awareness and, and, um, You know, and and as you do so, it becomes easier to surrender. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Well, absolutely. So when we talk about what are, you know, what are some of the practical steps to take to start to experience life happening through you and coaching from source or coaching from through me, I agree with you 100%. I tell people all the time, you know, it, it, depending on your tradition, just go start with a 10-day Vipassana retreat. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you just start to notice your breath and do like a Vipassana meditation, scanning body sensations, let go of all, you know, clinging and aversion, and reliably you'll start to experience this Thing <laughs> that is occurring, and then, if you want to go from there, then go start to experience some non dual teachers, some non dual spiritual guides, again, both as a concept but even more importantly as a direct experience, mm-hmm. including more and more you know you notice what 's happening in the culture now there 's more and more uh, advocacy for um, you know medicine journeys, and I say to clients all the time, medicine journeys. Are kind of a shortcut for getting to an as me experience. And my personal opinion is that they have value for many people, some not so much value, but for many people, they have value as kind of a waypoint. Very rarely do they leave a permanent experience, but they get, allow you to touch into the experience of oneness and non duality. So once we get to what are the practical steps of experiencing non-duality or oneness or starting to surrender then I think the things we're talking about meditation and sitting in silence and I love stillness although Mm -hmm. I have a largely masculine orientation the feminine tends to like movement and things like that to connect with um, Mm -hmm. the oneness that is very different path so all that becomes the things that we start to give our lives to so that we can come and sit with a client and experience a transformational energy as we rest in through me and as me in the coaching experience
0: I'd, I'd love to ask you about you know like to zoom in and on what through me coaching can look like, but before I do, I, I just want to sort of make a statement and then see what comes up for you because some people listening might say, well, actually to me, why would I bother with this through me this surrender?" by me is fantastic. That's what I want. I want to create my life and create my success. And, um, you know, as I've explored this journey myself and, and um, I think what I've discovered is that there is a shadow and you've already spoken into this of, of by me, which is this still a sense of being in control and that I'm, in some way I'm denying the anxiety I feel about my, <laughs> my insecurity and my impermanence and my precariousness. And I'm actually trying to control my life to feel safe in some way. So, you know, I want to say, like, this is a journey for me, and I find myself getting caught in in to me so much as well. And, yeah. But as I as I do my practices and open into through me, there's like life force or vitality that's dampened down by this, this anxiety of my precariousness and, and avoiding the, the lack of control that I have and, and not facing my own death in a sense. And so this life force can start to come through me. And, and that's incredibly, uh, it's like I'm participating with life, as you said. And just to finish on saying that you said before, it's not this surrender isn't like necessarily sort of gentle or, or, Beautiful, and for me, I totally get that. As I mature in this process, I feel like right now a lot of emotions and patterning that I was just unable to deal with and face. As you said right at the beginning, you know, I'm I'm having to face, and that's incredibly challenging. And and yet there's no other way. You know, there's no going back. So I want to make that statement and see what comes up for you, and then we can zoom in on the through me coaching a bit more.
1: Well, I love that. I actually find your words so beautiful, what you just said. You know, your opening statement is what if somebody comes and they say, hey, I don't really want to mess around with through me. I just, I want to stay in by me. You know, I like being the creator. First thing I often say is, great. (laughs) (laughs) You know, circle back if you have a need later on. Or I might say, how you doing? How are you doing at being the creator of your experience? Are you really living in that empowered state? In other words, I tend to support people when they articulate what it is that they want. Hale Blaskin, one of my teachers, said, You know, love is wanting for another person what they want for themselves. Mm. That's a powerful statement.
0: And hard to do, yeah?
1: (laughs) You think? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, especially because, let's just tie it here. You know, one of the shadow sides of a distortion of through me and as me is what we might call spiritual arrogance, where all of a sudden we believe that people who are in me should be in by me, and people who are in by me should be in through me, and people through me should realize non-duality and oneness. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just the mind making up a bunch of artificial constructs, and then the ego sitting as judge over those made-up artificial constructs, and categorizing people accordingly, and then trying to control and affect and change people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I just say to people, great, how can I support you to become more masterful and buy me if that's what you want? Now, what you're reporting, when you you go on beyond that opening statement is, you're reporting the journey of somebody who's living more and more and through me and as me. So now you go, you're saying something like this, Wow, you know, actually, by me can be kind of a subtle cover for just wanting to be a control freak, who can who can master my life. And the problem with that is all control is an illusion. Mm. (laughs) It's just a total illusion. But you're starting to see through it. And of course, once you start to see through that control is an illusion, it's terrifying. Mm. Yes. because the ego has spent all of its time trying to be in control and then you go oh my god it's all an illusion it's like i'm at my summer home as i said in northern michigan i'm looking out at lake michigan which most people are surprised lake michigan where i am looks like an ocean you can't see the other side it's huge you know and these big storms are blowing through so there're big huge waves you know well a way you could say this is you know i want to relate to lake michigan and First of all, I'm gonna relate to Lake Michigan in a way that I can control it. So I go down to Lake Michigan, I take a glass, and I fill my glass up with fresh Lake Michigan, salt-free water. And I bring it up and I put it here in my kitchen. And then I sit there and I look at my glass of Lake Michigan water on the table. And I go, there we go, I did it. I'm relating to Lake Michigan. It's under my control. I have it contained and constrained. (laughs) I've got it in a glass on the table. And there might be a sense of safety and security. There might be a sense of empowerment. There might be a sense of well-being doing that. But goodness gracious, I'm missing the adventure of being undone by this chaotic, beautiful, expansive thing called Lake Michigan. Mm -hmm. So you're there now. So now you go, having life in a glass that I can contain, that I can you know, feel empowered by is satisfying because if my other option to that is just the chaos of being thrown about, not surrendering, just fighting it into me, then I'd rather get it controlled. Okay, great. But after a while, staring at a glass of Lake Michigan water on my kitchen counter while looking out at the window at this massive, a beautiful, ever unfolding actual thing, eventually I'm going to get bored and say, this amount of control is an illusion. I'd rather surrender into the bigness. Hmm. That's what you're doing. That's why you can speak to that. Hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, And being able to conduct the intensity of life, you know, and, and um, developing my capacity to to surrender you know and and to to, and only can i do that by by welcoming by acknowledging and accepting my experience moment by moment and let me ask you about coaching in this way like what's it like for you when and, and you're coaching you know executive ceos of companies big companies and and leaders who are leading large groups of people you know so I mean some people listening might be like well this is all very nice it's, but it sounds you know a bit spiritual but this is incredibly practical tell me how through me coaching serves your coaching and the leaders you work with
1: yeah beautiful so let's make it incredibly practical at a very practical level whenever i'm coaching somebody after we do a brief check in and get present through some breathing or some brief meditation or something uh, i'll ask them so what do you want to explore today and they're going to bring an issue. It could be a problem, but it also could be a possibility. They're going to bring something. Okay. So this is going to be the presenting agenda. Now, if I'm a buy me coach, then I'm going to use my technology, my methodology. And, you know, at the Conscious Leadership Group, we have a very thought through, we have literally a coaching flowchart that we teach our coaches who are beginning to learn this. Here's the way you coach somebody. We call it coaching from context versus content. But it's a process. It's a very thought-through process. So I could bring my process to the presenting issue that the client brings. And by the way, I will do that. There's nothing wrong with that. I will do that. But long before I meet with the client in my meditation that morning as I'm opening to the day, I might say, what does, and I, again, fill in the blank, I might say, what does love want to do in, as, and through me today when I meet with Joel? Let's say that's the name of my client. And again, I'm listening, I'm in a surrendered mode. You know, Joel might have an idea of what he thinks the issue is that we're gonna explore, I might have a process, but I'm surrendered to something other. So, you show up, you give me your presenting issue, I listen deeply and respectfully to what your presenting issue is, but while listening to you, I'm also listening to source. Now again, we can go into what that looks like, but I'm listening to source. Now that could be something as simple as this. I might say, Joel, I understand that uh, what you're wanting to discuss is this. You know, as I tune in, I just notice a thought arose in me that I just wanna share. And the thought is, uh, I'll just reveal the thought, and it might be related to the presenting issue or totally unrelated. Or I might say, you know, when I tune into that presenting issue, I notice I feel sad. And I'm just wondering if there's any sadness here for you. Or when I tune into that issue, I might notice a different set of body sensations. The source can be speaking to me through images, sounds, words, pictures. It can be coming through the affective channel of the heart. It can be coming through body awareness. And so I'm respectfully listening deeply to the client, deeply to myself, and deeply to the other. And then I'll bring that in. And it's not uncommon at all, Joel, that I'll bring up something that is not being presented by the client. And the client will say, they might just spontaneously start to cry or they might just say, I can't believe you brought that up because you know, that's really what I'd like to talk about or something like that. So That's the surprise idea. You know, when you have mastery of your coaching process, the client presents content, you're deeply skilled in following through a process, you're empowering them to become the creator of their life. But after a while, that process can become kind of um, familiar. (laughs) Whereas as you rest in oneness, as you listen to source, I am never, ever bored well, that's not true. I'm sure I'm bored sometimes. Rarely, if ever, am I bored in any kind of a coaching experience because it's dynamic. It's ever creating. It's unfolding. And love, spirit, oneness, God, the universe is here doing something now, and I'm listening and following. So I think in the course, we'll talk about three ways to listen. Listen to yourself. Listen to the other. Listen to source. Why? And we'll talk practically about how to do that and give some assignments around if you're willing to surrender because by the way the surrender there is if you stayed with your coaching protocol you'd have a pretty good idea of where this coaching session is going but you're surrendered to source and you're going to follow wherever source takes you and by the way that's not always that can become chaotic with the client because you're in devotion to whatever you're going to call that so that's a practical way that it looks
0: nice i know i know we've just got a couple of minutes left and just want to say one thing and then ask you maybe to do a super short 30 second um, summary of what you might share with coaches in the program but that sense of letting go of the control of something coming through the coaching it's palpable there's it's novelty coming through uh, insights that have never been had before or words that have never been spoken that have such a depth of truth to them. And that if aligned with can have such a huge impact in the client's life, like this, this is so practical. So I just wanted to emphasize that again and maybe say now, like, yeah, what, what will you be sharing? Well, I, I believe the plan
1: is that we'll go deeper into to me, by me, through me and as me. And again, uh, you know, This will be interactive. I've heard myself talk about this enough. I'll present some simple models. Then when we're doing this program, I want to interact with people. I want to actually coach somebody on having a direct experience of what it is we're talking about. But we'll go deeper into the model of to me, by me, through me, and as me. We're also going to go deeper into the Sedona method, which is learning to actually source approval, control, and security from the inside. At first, you can feel like you're the source, but what you'll discover is that approval control and security don't have to be sourced by you, they already are. And it's developing a reliable ability in this now moment, because you can't do it in the past, you don't do it in the future, in this now moment to realize that you are already totally approved of, everything that needs to be controlled is, and you're totally secure. That's the basis from which I can rest in the source in the now moment and therefore be available to it with my client. So we're going to look at the Sedona method, approval, control, security. And then we're going to talk about this three-way listening, how to listen to yourself, how to listen to your client, and how to listen to source in the coaching experience. And we'll talk about whatever else comes up. <laughs> but that's, yeah. that, that's uh, some of the content we plan to talk about.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to express my gratitude for the fire hose of wisdom and knowledge that came through you today. I love it when you get in your groove and share in this way. So thanks very much. And, um, you're so welcome.
1: As usual, Joe, it's just a delight to be with you. Mm, yeah. uh, you know, we're just, we're resting in that same field and we're like two little kids playing. It's really fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All, right. All right, my friend. Take care, Jim. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Hi, it's Joel here again. For a few moments, I just want to tell you about Coaching from Source, our new online program for coaches. If you've been inspired by Jim's teachings today on Through Me Consciousness, then that's what this program is all about. It's how can you shift and tap into the power of presence in order to create more and more depth in your coaching. That's the difference that made the difference in my coaching. And it would create more of these moments where both myself and my client would feel truly alive and and energized by where the coaching conversation was going. Well, that's what you're going to learn in coaching from source. You're going to learn how to tap into the transformative potential of this now moment so that you can create more and more depth with your clients. And we've got an amazing faculty other than Jim. We've got Karen kimsey House, Richard strozzi Heckler. John Prendergast. I mean, it's a really amazing faculty and they're going to show you how they do it. If you join up, you'll be in live interactive classes with coaching demos. Everything's recorded, uh, downloadable. There'll be transcripts from the sessions and you'll be able to practice with a global cohort of coaches from all around the world. If you're an ICF accredited coach, then you can also receive 22.5 CCEUs by taking part. So registration is now open, closes on September the 26th, 2018 and you can find out more by heading to coachesrising.com forward slash coaching from source.